Well, praise the Lord, saying, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks. We bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Hey, beloved, that's a word from the Lord. I believe in the mouth of Sister Robin Perkins. She's going to be on the line this morning. I want you to pray for her, pray with her, and listen to the word of the Lord. Sister Robin, are you on the line? Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Go ahead and speak the word of the Lord to us. Praise the Lord. To Apostle Brooks, all the apostles, bishops, pastors, evangelists, teachers, prophets, and God's great people, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God for another opportunity to come before you. I do have a word from the Lord to his people. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for being so kind to me and allowing me to speak your word to so great a people. Anoint me with the preaching, teaching Jesus. Cover my mouth with your blood. Unravel my thoughts. Prick the very ear bones of your people that they may receive your word and act upon it and be blessed. Satan, the Lord Jesus rebukes you. I rebuke the spirit of procrastination, the spirit of lack of understanding, the spirit of divination in the name of Jesus. Please, if you will turn with me to the gospel according to John chapter 3 and 3. Now, while you're turning, let me give you a small background on John. John was known as the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was a writer of the gospel that recorded unique material that was not recorded by the other writers, as in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke were known as synoptic gospel writers, meaning that their accounts were similar in what they saw and what they wrote. Now, John, he gives a more intimate gospel. He gives the gospel of the Lord's life, and it was known as a spiritual gospel. It was meant to be a supplemental and come, uh, what is the word? I'm sorry. Um, it was to complement Matthew, Mark, and John's gospel. Now, the purpose of, of why Jesus came was written in John 20, verse 30 and 31. So I will read that to you. And it reads, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which not written in this book. But these are written that ye may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye may have life in his name. So Jesus did many things that was not even written in the Bible. So we're going to go now to John 3 and 1. And it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now, when you read that, the Bible tells us that the first line, there was a man. It means that it was a factual statement, meaning it's a true statement. So I'm going to read it again. So when I read it again, I want you to put your name in where Nicodemus' name is. It says, there was a man 
of the Pharisees named Robin. Uh, I'm not calling you a Pharisee, and nor am I calling you a Jew. I'm just telling you that you are, in God's mind, a true and factual statement. In his eyesight, you are true and you are factual. So that means that God is holding you accountable. Now, if we're going to, we're going to go on, on to John 3 and 3, but I'm going to start at John 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Now, this is the scripture that I'm mostly pointing to. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, I'm just going to point out some, some words in there that I want you to try to get. I'm trying to bring you to a certain thing. So if it seems like I'm rehashing some things, uh, bear with me. I'm just trying to get you to a certain point here. Uh, it says accept. That means it is excluded, omitted, disregard. He is not included. So it says that if a man be born again, Born again. The definition of born again literally means there must be a transformation from God and a renewal in the righteousness and true holiness to be saved. So, except you're not included, born again, you have to have a transformation. So, if you have a transformation, you have to be converted. And the Bible says here, he cannot, cannot is a double negative. It means there is no way except you be born again. You cannot, will not, cannot, ain't no way you can make it into the kingdom. So the Bible says, and this is the point I want you to get right here cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, the Bible tells me, and the definitions that tell me that see is an action verb. It is defined as discern, spot, notice, catch a glimpse, catch or get a glimpse of, to make out, to pick out, to distinguish, to detect, perceive, note. So that's telling me that if I can't see it, and we're talking spiritually here. If you cannot spiritually discern the kingdom, you have not been converted. Yes, you can be saved, but you must be converted to see the kingdom of God, to see what God has for you in the kingdom. Ah, uh, what you're saying, God. There is, so if there is no transformation from God, and a renewing in righteousness and true holiness, which is to be, ha, there is no conversion. And I said, wow, Lord, that's a revelation. I was wondering how in, while we're sitting in church and everything is going on and why things is this and why things are that, 
And now I understand. God has opened my eyes to understand that if there is no conversion, if you are not converted, you're going to keep on doing the same old thing. And the apostle made mention to this on Sunday. Why throw your pearls before swine? Now I understand why the church itself, the body of Christ, cannot get to where they need to be because everybody is not born again. We must be born again to get the kingdom's vision, to get what we need from God. We have to see what God has in the kingdom for his people. So I I said, and I, and I began to pray and talk to God about some things that were going on in my life. And I said, God, how? How am I going to get to those things? But before I came about this John 3 and 3, my precious daughter-in-law called me, and she was talking about this scripture, and she said, what does it mean? And I said, without looking at the scripture, because I've heard it so many times, I said, oh, it means that a person cannot enter, enter into the kingdom unless the veils that are put on his eyes are removed by God. But I said, okay, okay. And we talked a little, a little longer because we talk every day. We talk a little bit about the kids, but we talk about God every day because she just got saved. And her zeal for life and for Christ is so past 100 that we just talk often. So I said, mm, let me go back and read this scripture. And when I went back and read it, that thing that says, cannot see. Oh, God, can I see the kingdom? When I examine my life, can I see the kingdom? Can I see where God is taking me to? Because I have so many things open, and I say, God, these projects, how, how am I going to make these projects work? And God said, when I read that, a newness, uh, fell upon me. And I said, oh, my God, I see that revelation. Uh, everything that I need is in the kingdom. Everything, all my wealth and my health and my prosperity, uh, it's in the kingdom. Every problem that I have, uh, it's in the kingdom. And God showed me everything. He said that we keep him in a box, that he is a progressive God. And if you take a look over your life and you see that things have not changed, I want you to examine yourself and see. Can I see the kingdom? Have I been converted? Do I need to go back and take another look? Take another dip? God, do I need to make a change in my life? Well, God said to me when I went into prayer, he said, tell my people, that I am a progressive God, and that they keep me in a box, only wanting me to do what they want me to do, not allowing me to take reign over their life. God said that many have made a New Year's resolution, and even some have done a first fruit seed harvest. But for those who have not, God says he is giving us another opportunity to be, to be abundantly blessed. In this new year, God says for each person to get $200 to write it on what to write on it, what you need from him. Because that's going to be your seed harvest. And he wants you to attach a piece of paper to it, stating what it is that you're wanting. 
And he wants you to take that seed harvest and send that to 1735 University Boulevard in Middletown, Ohio. That's 45044. And once that seed is received, the man of God is going to pray for it. And he's going to decree and declare your blessings to come to pass. And now you're saying, you're wondering, uh, what's she talking about? How did she get all the way over here? Well, I'm just telling you, it all works in God's kingdom. It's all a part of God's kingdom. God wants us to be blessed. Now, the man of God has such an anointing on his life that he can open doors for you. He can close some of them doors that we need to be closed. If you just try what God is saying here today, your life will be blessed. You say, oh, woman, I don't have $200. Well, guess what? I don't either. So I'm going to have to find my $200 to be blessed. So you got to be converted this morning. And sometimes that special seed and what you're looking for is just what you need. You got to plant it in the ground so that it may grow. Now, may God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, bless the Lord, saints. I tell you, that's the word of the Lord. I appreciate that woman of God for the seed offering because God knows when he speaks to his people. Listen, in the Latin term, the word conversion means to change or turn into another substance. Hey, that's what God is trying to do to us is change us, liken it to him. God bless you. God bless you, woman of God. And I believe the seed of God has been placed in our heart. Let's follow the orders of God. Let's obey the word of God. And I believe through our conversion everywhere in our life that God will honor us until the day we leave this earth. Hey, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks, and we will talk to you, God's willing, on Thursday morning. Tell a neighbor, friend, get on the prayer line. Press your way. Maybe you'll get into conversion. Uh, Jesus said to Peter, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brothers. And that's what the woman of God spoke this morning. It's a strength to the body of Christ that we must see the kingdom of God. Hey, listen, I'll talk with you Thursday morning. Get your neighbors, your friends, get your cousins, your uncle out of the bed. Tell them, get on the prayer line and let's talk to God. Hey, I love you. God bless you. Have a blessed day. Talk with you on Thursday morning, God's willing. God bless you.